Hello, it's Frank Walker from National Tiles. We could get we could get sued for that one day, you know. We could get sued for that. I am pretty sure you're on your own there, mate. I don't think I've ever said that. Come on, we're a team. We're a partnership. You're supposed to be, you know, all in on this. You're supposed to back me 100% regardless of whether you think I'm wrong or not. Isn't that mm. how the relationship works? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. De- depends who you ask, really. <laughs> They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> How have you been? Yeah, I've been so... I've been so busy. I mean, I can't believe it. I've had to wash my undies and put out the laundry and... Basically, I know I know that you don't believe me when I say this, but yeah, I've I've now got my December planned out to the nearest forty five seconds. So right. um, yeah, yeah, right. fun times. When are you going to slow down? One of these days. Oh, when I get to your age, Tom, I reckon I'll start to slow down. I was only thinking this morning. It's funny you mentioned that. How how much older am I than you? Oh, is this a riddle? Is this no, one? Of those... It's not. It's not. It's just, it's a genuine. I thought. I think. I, I think you're 10 years younger than me. Is that right? Have you hit 40 yet or not? Uh, how old are you, Tom? I'm 48. 48? Yes. Mm, you've got a you've got a delightful 12 years on me. 12? I thought as much. I think so anyway. I think I'm 36. How is it that I'm older than you and yet you act more maturely than I do? Uh, that's a good question. But to be honest, you could ask that of a lot of people, really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the maturity levels, they're... Um, how is yeah. it? Cam Blake is 44, so he's eight years older than you and yet acts about 20 years younger than you. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love that you had to mention him in the first, what, two minutes. Isn't he amazing? And he's 30 in and you're just like, oh, you know what? Did you did you know who I'm dating? <laughs> Name dropper. I'm dating several people at the moment here, Matt. Just you don't, are. don't tell Mary. I'm a bit... I'm a bit worried, actually, Tom. I'm worried that are you are you getting to that point in your career where you're just starting to lean on the younger generation? Is that that's a bit of a dig at a few other photographers I know? You oh, know, when really? stars start to sort of dimmer, they just start to flicker and they're going out, and so they have to team up with somebody who's new and current in order to stay relevant. Is that you're what you're basically Leonardo DiCaprio? You only work with people who are sub twenty six, and then they get ditched. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Justin Timberlake. I'm just teaming up and I'm doing duets with everybody now, just Let's to stay see. relevant. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay, love it. I'm happy to do that. I didn't realise that that would come so early in my career. I feel like I'm only just getting going, but instead, clearly, I'm I'm out the door. Well, actually, Tom, you know what? And I'm, we're not going to go into the topic now because we are only two minutes forty into this podcast. But yeah. we should mention to everyone who is listening. That's right. I, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he um. We are doing a bit of a change this podcast, aren't we? Uh, apparently, I don't know what that change is, but we've we've exchanged text messages during the week, and there was something about us doing this more regularly or consistently. Is that mm, what well? That's one of them. But we were also <laughs> we one of the things I've got my little list here that you you oh, sent through, which well, I think you know. Deep. I, I worked hard on that. Uh, you did, although that. you didn't really flesh out the points very much. There's four basically. four four dot points and like dot point is an exaggeration of of how long these points are oh my god i almost spat my coffee all over the laptop <laughs> <laughs> um we're going to keep it more regular 
right? So exactly. our plan is to not keep regular. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We we just make sure that you guys can hear us far more frequently because we know how much you miss us in the lull between. And um, the fans you know, are crying out for it. They're crying out for it, Matt. They're, all they're, the time. They're they're just going into their shells and they're not able to cope. So it's only best that we service all of our adoring fans out there by coming to them a little more regularly. And I do understand that's going to be on a fortnightly basis in 2023. Is that correct? That is the plan. In yeah. fact, so, we could probably almost say, for, I mean, we're, pre- we're practically there, aren't we? It feels like in 36 hours, it's going to be 2023 at this rate. So um, what you're trying to say is that probably we should record all of next year's podcast this year. Basically. Like while we're hot. But let's just go like, just go one after the other. We'll do it like they do in TV shows. If we record like 15 of them today, we, yeah. we practically get next year off. It's like speed dating, Matt. Yeah, we yeah. know all about that, yeah. Tom. <laughs> um, so I feel, like, we, I feel like I'm having a speed date with you every time we catch up for a podcast. <laughs> just goes for 45 minutes rather than five minutes. Now, the other one that we're going to do as well is we're going to actually talk about some photography stuff in in the coming episodes. Boring. Okay. I know. If we're we going to put it in there, so so hang tight. Is that what our audience is is demanding? Is it? Well, I don't know that they're demanding it, but I certainly, I feel like we should change that. Oh, we don't even have photography in the name, actually. Maybe we don't need to change anything. This is it. We're just an excellent, you know, we do need probably to, from an, from a strategic point of view, we probably need to change the name to have photography in it because, you know, every time those other guys, I won't name their names, mm. for a podcast, they send me like the how they've ranked this week in in podcasts here in Australia and they go, oh, look, we came 15th or we're in the top 10 or something. I don't know where they're getting these stats from, but they've been quite competitive about it, Matthew, and I feel that we need to rise to the challenge. I reckon we could not only rise to the challenge, I reckon we could smash it because that's the problem. We don't have photography in our title. So we're Matt and Tom's excellent adventure, which for a start, there's no adventure here. We're just talking (laughs) shit. And for a second part, that means that we're probably on the adventure channel going up against like that bloke who climbed the, what is it, the Matterhorn or whatever with no ropes and three hands or something. We're not an adventure podcast. I mean, we do adventurous stuff. Um, yeah, yep. but uh, but you know that's that's a pretty loose loose uh, yeah. definition as well, isn't it? We need to flesh that out a bit more. Anyway, okay. <laughs> next, next. Are we gonna so so we're going to do we're going to do some some consistency. We're going to get some photography stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's really it from everyone else's perspective. I guess it wasn't that exciting to be honest. But just know that about ten minutes into this podcast, fifteen minutes into this podcast, we are actually going to talk about something photography related. And it actually, today's topic, just to whet your appetite, if we can say that, that sounds a bit dirty when I say it, doesn't it? Just to it? Keep, them, keep them moist. Yep. Keep, the, keep the appetite moist. Is um, Today's topic comes to us from a dear listener whose oh, name I have completely yeah. forgotten because you texted it to me like four months ago when we did our oh, that was podcast. That was Hayley. That was oh, Hayley. Hayley oh, through, um, through our Facebook group, remember? Yeah. Well, can you read, do you, do you know what it is? Yes. I, can I make a request for the topic of the show? I would love to hear more about the struggles you have heard, had on, had, you may have had early on your career, the hurdles, the absolute time and money wasting ideas or avenues you attempted. Can I just say, Tom, that given that you just Sorry, stated that you think you're at the start of your career and it's already been going for like 37 years, yes. I feel like this podcast might be a little bit longer if we're going to go through all the struggles. <laughs> Well, this is true. This is true. We might need to have a part A and part B because I do have to race off in about half an hour for yeah. another very important date. Podcast. But, um, 
<laughs> you know, I've been, this is my third podcast for the week. Oh, really? Yeah, Look I stopped you. around this week. Sorry, Matt. You know that. You know I was on the other podcast with those two guys. Who, I feel like you're hedging your bets at the moment. Then, That's what I feel like you're doing. You're just, yeah. you're just putting your feelers into everyone's feel holes and uh, hedging your bets. I am. I know, you know, you are a very smart man and I can't get anything past you. So I'm just better to be upfront and honest. And uh, I was on um, Christian Fletcher's podcast during the week as well. The uh, light minded podcast. So listen to that, everybody. Google that when you can. Is that, where's that ranked? Is that number 14? I've got no idea. I'll have to look that up. There'll be some homework for me to do while um, you're chatting away here today. But um See, she, Hayley, to get back to the topic for today, was just wanting to some, she's a, can you, right. I know, I think that's about it. She just doesn't want to be pushing shit uphill daily and needing to justify her creative decisions. So, okay, that's interesting, isn't it? Right. Well, it is. I think the first the first time and money wasting thing that uh, early on in the career was probably this podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's going gangbusters for us, Matt. We are no, we're going to go viral at some point. this. Our, 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 you know, our profile has just skyrocketed since we started this. Yep. Which must be about two years ago now, I reckon. It was a while ago, yeah. I think we, well, we've got 40-something episodes. We do them once yeah. or twice a year. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. 20 years ago, not two years ago. 20 That's years. It. If we did this consistently, we'd be celebrating our 1,000th episode. This is true. But anyway, yeah. hey, look, we're never one to sort of overachieve. Let's just keep it grounded on the straight and narrow. And um, tell me yeah. what you've been up to of late just to fill in a bit more airtime before we get stuck into today's topic. Uh, so my, my of late has actually been a little bit mundane, to be honest. I do a lot of corporate commercial work, um, as well as my workshop. So I think since I've been back from my WA trip, uh, I reckon I've done, oh, geez, must've been like 20 workshops since I got back from my trip. Uh, maybe yeah, a few more. Really and uh, every time I open my Facebook, there's a bloody photo of you standing in front of these people who, you know, rent a crowds and, and you're pretending to teach them photography. Yeah. Well, I never mentioned anything about teaching photography in those <laughs> posts. Um, just, just a few people <laughs> where you hand them cameras and say, here, can you just put these around your neck and that's just um, stand there for me? I just need to quite take this quick selfie and post it to socials. Yeah, that's it. I let them know if they, if, um, if they let me take the photo, I'll tag them. Okay. So, uh, no, the, um, I've been doing that and yeah, a lot of com- corporate commercial work. I actually teach one thing that people don't know that I do, or most people don't know that I do is I actually, is a gratuitous plug. I yeah. teach businesses how to do their own photography. Oh, you're doing yourself out of a job. Well, that's what you'd think, isn't it? But it's actually yeah. kind of works the opposite to be honest. But, <laughs> because, um, because you know what happens, you teach them all this good content and they go, wow, Matt was amazing. Now, what did he say after he said, hi, my name's Matt? Yeah, exactly. And then they go, oh, well, I'll have to get him back again. They just stared right. lovingly into my eyes for the rest of the session. Um, no, because you know what it is? It's everyone's got these ambi- – I actually had someone inquire about this last week. So, um, And this kind of actually probably speaks into almost to our topic a little bit today. But someone oh, inquired last week about – Segways. They had a that. photographer. Um, they paid quite a lot of money for this photographer to fly down from Sydney to redo their entire branding campaign. That's their mistake in the first place. You've got to get somebody local. Don't think that because you're spending big bucks and flying them from interstate or overseas that they're going to be worth their money. No. And somebody local. I don't understand that. It really ticks people off. For example, the influencers, in inverted commas, out there who are shooting landscapes when they hire, say, an American photographer to come over to Australia to shoot, like, Tasmania's national parks or something. Yeah. 
It's a bit ridiculous. of a ridiculous. Anyway, ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, they brought them down. And well, don't get me wrong, the the website of this particular photographer is pretty schmick, and the photo quality is actually, you know, it it almost looks like a stock image site. Like every photo is meticulously crafted um oh. which i don't know that's a, that's always a good thing you know it i does. think that it's um it sometimes takes a bit of reality out of it and makes it look a bit stock photo-y but anyway no, that's it's not their photos that's a bit of a problem yeah that, that's it but it is there i'd look i've given the benefit of the doubt they are their photos but it's just been they're very very carefully selected um but then uh they brought them down and admittedly the light that these photos were shot on uh, or the day that they were shooting, it was a really overcast day. So very white, flat skies, nothing dramatic about them. Um, not blue, sunny, happy, everything. It was just flat. Um, and it was an industrial company. So there were a lot of outdoor photos of people working on big right. projects. Right. Um, but what was an interesting choice is, um, and it was, I'm sure it was a choice, but this photographer decided to use really deep depth of field. So everything in the shots, crystal clear, sharp. And I think the reason they did that is that they've got a lot of photos of, um, you know, iconic, you know, these this, this company working in iconic locations. So, you know, they're trying to get the background sharp. So, you know, oh, they're working next to, you know, very important building A or whatever it is. But the, this, these people said, oh, no, we, we, we were really disappointed with the photos. They look nothing like what the website sort of advertised. And so, get this, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the solution was um, we want to learn how to take the photos ourselves because we think we can do it better. Oh, right. That's a big call. And now it is a big call and I completely support it because it's the sort of thing where you go for a lot of, you know, if you take it into your own hands, well, like it might not be great at the start, but over time you'll get better and like, you know, you'll be able to produce great shots. But the expectation of where they're currently at to where they need to be before Christmas to get these shots out is yeah. just... Yeah, so that, that that's unrealistic. Part of the business I do, but um, is going in and actually um, setting up studios in in businesses and um, teaching them to do some of their own photography. But it usually works best not for these big, high, you know, above the line marketing campaigns, but more for your like your uh, internal comms and you know yeah. for the the below the line stuff like the social media, making them their own influencers rather than bringing in, as you say, people from the states. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so that's keeping me really, really, really busy beyond everything else. How about you? You've been doing fun stuff, surely, uh, without 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 mentioning Tasmania. <laughs> um, busy, busy, busy. Uh, Mary was away this past week or so. She took herself on a little bit of a holiday. She said, "I'm done. You're home for a week. I'm going." So she left uh, the state, and I was in the gallery <laughs> just uh, keeping that ship afloat, uh, doing some art installations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then. Um, and then I'm away as of tomorrow for jump. I'm jumping on another plane, Matt. I just, oh. for shits and giggles, I just added up. I'm taking the kids away on a bit of a holiday. So going to going interstate tomorrow, I'm very looking forward to that. Are I, you saying interstate? You're going to Tasmania, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm heading north. Oh. Warmer climates. Where to specifically? To, so people can come and visit you. Going to Byron, darling. Oh, aren't they underwater at the moment? <laughs> I hope not. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure they've just been hit with massive floods. No. Yeah. No, come on. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Byron Bay. I'm just going to have to type that into Google. Yeah, like. seriously. I, I'm going to go and I'm just going to quickly look up their... Um, this this uh, is very exciting. I know this, everyone at home is just like, my God, I'm, please tell me what the weather in Byron Bay is on the day that no, you recorded no, this. Making shit up. Anyway... Um, oh, no, it's 25. I, I added up 
how many flights I've taken this year. Just for shits and giggles, you know, it's been quite a busy year for me, workshop-wise. Mm. Commercially, as in, you know, going to Melbourne Airport and jumping on, say, a Rex or a Virgin or a Qantas, I've done 31 flights. And um, I called it light planes, as in helicopters, you know, little dodgy aircraft, stuff like that, adds up to 70. So I've done 101 flights this year. And you're still alive. <laughs> this is true. I'm, I'm that cat with nine lives type thing. You really? Yeah, you're, that is like the um, what's the word? That's the um. You're the case study for when people get scared of flying. They're like, no, no, no. Statistically, it's more dangerous. You'll get killed by a cow, you know, before you get killed by an aeroplane. And we like, look at Tom Putt. He flew a hundred times and didn't die. This is it. This is it. So anyway, um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've got the workshops starting up again February next year. The Cradle Mountain book is printed and looks amazing and we should be getting an advanced copy of that arriving next week, which is terribly exciting. Third book for the year. Um, and that's about it, really. Yeah, just just really determined, interestingly, uh, this is a nice little segue into our topic to just get on top of our marketing for both the businesses and make sure 2023 can be just as good as this year. Yes. There you go. It's my sort of personal goal. And, and that's, too- one of the things when you're owning your own business is it's joyous because you can do what you want, as in you're not um, answering to a boss and not necessarily having to work with other people directly in your business. Unless you're, you're talking about Tom, you work with literally everyone. <laughs> no, but but you know, like uh, you'd get those common complaints about my boss is an asshole or the people I work with I don't like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But of course, the downside to that is that the business is solely relying on you in order to uh, generate the business. Mm. So, and if you spend your whole time just gallivanting around Australia on um, flights, uh, you have very yeah. little time to actually do that. <laughs> That's it. So now I've got to work on the business rather than in the business. Are you yeah. going to be down at the gallery over summer just for everyone who's going to be heading down to the beach? I, I shall be in and out. Uh, I try not to advertise that because otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens. I get flooded with, not flooded. I have Adoring I fans. With people. Yeah, I love catching up with people, but I do also have to service the, the people coming through the door. So please do pop in if you're around over the summer to see the gallery. And but just make sure you buy something so that you're a customer yes. and Tom has so, time for so you. Send your credit card at the door and we'll be very happy. That's it. Just tap on and tap off. That's it. That's what we need. Yeah. You're right on top of it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So shall we dive into today's topic? I reckon we should. And I reckon you should go first because your career has spanned a lot longer uh, than mine. And I'm going to say yours has probably been more diverse as well, I reckon. Yes, true. So for those who perhaps don't know, listening for the first time, I've been employed as a professional photographer since October 1998. I've got my first job as a professional sports photographer for three years. I did that job, that role, taking um, photographs of professional sports all over the country and internationally. Now I left that to start my own portrait photography studio, studio, photographing kids, families and dogs, mostly outside, not inside. Uh, ran that for 11 years and then in between all of that I started teaching photography back in 2005 landscape photography which are the workshops we always bang on about and obviously just been photographing landscapes since March 1997 keenly um, consistently since then so that's sort of my career as a photographer um, what challenges hurdles I think it's more that what are the main what are the big ones like the big ticket items where you go 
you know what, that was something. And I can I, I'm going to reframe Haley's question a little bit. Yeah, go. Because this could go forever. Because how many mistakes have we all made? Tons. Yeah. I reckon it's more what things were the market doing that you decided to bandwagon on that turned out to be like that was dumb. Everyone wasted their time doing that. Does that I make pre- sense? I prefer to to do the opposite, whereby Ooh. whereby what are the things that we sort of noticed in those businesses that I just mentioned that actually worked out well for us? So, for example, with the workshops, I was buying the American photography, landscape photography magazines back in the mid-90s and early 2000s and noticing ads for these workshops in the back of them. And, of course, the workshops at that point here in Australia were were few and far between it was if you wanted to study photography it was mainly through the um, tertiary institutions and so i i thought wow this is interesting maybe we should start our own and i did a bit of research and that's when i started my workshops back in 2005 and sort of have a look back so that was um advantageous i guess right place right time but wasn't the question from Haley like what mistakes struggles she wants to hear about the struggles struggles you had early on in your career the hurdles the absolute time and money wasting ideas yeah that's a good one to see to see those markets happening but i mean i got i i I dare i say these days because of the internet that opportunity that you're talking about doesn't exist anymore because whatever's happening here is happening literally everywhere yeah yeah the i guess the lots of mistakes you make along the way but i think that i think the biggest one in terms of photography was trying to be everything to everyone to start with mm. when you're trying to make a career out of or at least earn money out of photography there's that um, inclination to say yes to whatever lands in your inbox as in ah, oh, i found you on online and i just wondered whether you do kids family portraits and you're a commercial photographer trying to photograph you know product yeah and you go oh yeah i guess i could i could probably give that a go i don't have much experience in doing that but they're the mistakes i made i said yes to um a shoot for a friend of mine who was trying to start his own cocktail delivery business and and i was photographing cocktails in this guy's house with this sort of makeshift setup and i had no idea what i was doing and how to light it and was a bit of a disaster to be honest it took me i didn't do a great job of it and it took me far longer to to edit because the lighting wasn't right and i didn't have a setup properly and all that sort of thing so one of the things i always say to to people is is not to say yes to everything and just stick to your stick to your lane to be able to just offer what you do well and make a name for yourself in that area do you like, think though i mean how how would you deal with that like okay the the because I totally agree with you, but I also think the counter to that is that sometimes people don't look at all the lanes that are available. Yes, and then and it's like I want to be a professional waterfall photographer, and it's like, well, that's great, great ambition. Stick at it, be the best waterfall photographer. But even when you hit that, you are the best waterfall photographer. If you happen to get there, that doesn't necessarily translate into a job that is going to go anywhere. Yep. So how do you? balance what you're saying about not taking every opportunity but then going like just stick with what you love or what you do really well but equally you've got to make something of it i'm just playing devil's advocate tom i want this to be you've got to get some controversy in this get the energy going you know (laughs) it's hard to answer that question it really is because i hear 
both sides of the argument. I hear what you're saying also. You, if you, you perhaps don't know what you're good at until you give it a go and you might find a new genre of photography that um, is, is, turns you on and, and you're better at more than what you're currently doing as well. Um, because I, I think for me, like I, 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 your career has been more diverse in the sense that you did, you've done some very distinct jobs of like, as you said, sports photography. Then you had a studio that did, you know, portraiture, um, including animal portraits, you know, and then you've gone or dog portraits, I should say, um, and then you've gone to the workshops, and then you you sell prints, and now you do kind of that um, hybrid of you know, um, fine art photography and workshops. Um, my career has been less diverse in that I, I've been more scattered, scattergun approach to it. So I've probably been more of what you're talking about, the saying yes to everything in the inbox and then sort of seeing what happens. But I also can definitely recognise in the past how that has been, it's probably contributed to where I am today with my photography business because it means that I can pick up anything and I've got a little bit of experience in a lot of things. Um, but... I do agree that at a certain point you need to kind of maybe not be totally, in my opinion, not totally in your lane, but you've got to understand the boundaries of your, you know, your not skill set, but what you want to do. Because if you do say yes to everything and at the start of your photography, you get caught up in like, oh my God, I've just got to make a buck and I've just got to, you know, I've got to get this thing, this ball rolling. Like, yeah, of course you have to say yes to lots of projects, but once it's, the ball is rolling, then you need to start jettisoning some of those genres that maybe aren't that exciting to you or that you're not that great at because you can damage your reputation really quickly if you say yes to a project that isn't your skill set and you do a half-assed job of it or, or it doesn't work out very well. And maybe you're actually amazing in what you normally do, but people will look at your work in general and be like, well, hold on, actually, we hired them to do this and they're a terrible photographer. <laughs> when yeah. in actual fact, they're an amazing photographer, but they're just not very good at doing you know, cocktail delivery product shots, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I reckon that that learning came from for me was, you know, I still say yes to a lot of things, but I'm pretty picky now about setting the boundaries. Of like, I oh, know, hold on. I'm probably not the person for this, but I've got someone for you. Yes. So I reckon that, that the solution to a lot of this has been um, know the boundaries of what you can and can't do. Always try and push your boundaries a bit, but also... Uh, when you're starting out, one of the biggest challenges is that you often don't have a network to rely on. And I found when I first started, the that was a challenge for me. When there's a project that comes up that I don't really know how to do really, really well, I didn't have anywhere to go. So you'd have to turn people away, which is not a good thing. Whereas, you know, over the years I've built and now I've got a network of people who who do all sorts of different things. And so when a project comes into my inbox, I always say yes to it, but now I know who to go to to help with that project. Right, and you so, get advice on how to do that better advice or sometimes it's even just working in collaboration or sometimes it's actually just handballing it and then you get things handballed back to you as well you know um if you know someone wants to learn you know how to pose models for instance i'm not your person i have no idea how to pose people i just hope that it works out every single time and usually it does but it's more hope than anything but i've got people who i know that are amazing at doing that they know how to position people and so if that's the brief I'll outsource that project or just simply hand it off, but at least you've kept a connection and you're, you're, you've turned into a yes person still, but you're not actually having to deal with the fallout of saying yes to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, thinking more about this topic, I'd say that early on, you're also finding your way 
and yet probably overemphasizing your your skills or need to build your skills in photography versus your need to build your skills as a business person and marketing yourself mm. in order to then have more business flow your way so that you can then obviously generate more money out of what you do. I think one of the best things that we did in my portrait studio early on was hire somebody in the industry who taught us how to run a portrait studio and then how to do the books that we ended up doing or publishing. Um, we, we used to publish these books on, you know, um, kids and featuring a photograph from their photo shoot in the book. And then we self-published the book and raised money for charity doing that. And that was a lead generator for us. So if we hadn't had that, we probably would have struggled to get people through the door just by, you know, placing an ad somewhere. And this was the days before Facebook as well. So, um, you know, I think knowing how to market yourself to the people who are going to purchase your um, photography skills is is one of the keys that people tend to sort of, they, t they tend to either shy away from, they don't want to do it, and therefore it's detrimental to their business because at the end of the day, we know that you could have the best business in the world, but if no one knows about it, well, you're not going to generate a lot of money, are you? So mm. a lot of it is about awareness of what you offer. So decide on what it is that you want to specialise doing. And I think specialising is, is often the best approach to photography because if you're trying to do a bit of everything you don't make a name for yourself for anything whereas you look at the most successful people out there and let's go to photographers as well they're known for doing something very well as in each of them have their own specific skills that mean that if you say oh you know Matt Crummins, well, he's great for, you know, corporate photography teaching. You know, if you want to learn how to take your own photographs in your own business, well, get Matt on board because he's an excellent teacher and that's what he does. Thanks for the plug, Tom. <laughs> or, you know, in terms of um, posing portraits, Peter Coulson is a guy based here in Melbourne who I think still runs workshops, who I went to years ago when I was running my photography workshop. Um, and he was the guy to go to if you wanted to know how to pose people, for example, um, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can hone in early on in terms of what you, turns you on and what you feel you're very good at, that means that you can then market yourself as such. And and therefore, you're not trying to also market to the masses. You know, mm. one of the worst things that you can do is sort of chuck an ad up on Facebook and, and not even define clearly who your market is. And all of a sudden, you've got this irrelevant ad going out to all these people who aren't interested and you're spending money on Facebook ads and you're going, I'm not getting any traction. I'm not getting anyone interested that's because it's going out to people who aren't interested. So the, the more you can specialise in what you do and therefore define your market better, you can then um, easily, more easily market to them anyway. So you know how you're getting pointy, you know, and, and, and defining that early on? Yeah. Uh, makes it easier for everybody. I'd also say that, and I know we're not, I know, I know we're going a bit off topic, but just developing your skills as a, business person more as more than a photographer i think we again we tend to overemphasize the fact that we need to oh, okay to generate more money out of my business i need to be a better photographer probably not you probably just need to be a better business person know how to as i said market yourself and market your business in order to generate more bookings as opposed to be a, a 10 percent better photographer that 
probably won't probably won't generate any more business for you. I actually think that that's um one of the you know if you look at it from the what are the not the time wasting ideas but certainly one of the mistakes and it and was a time waster. Um, personally, was um, at the start of my if you want to call it career was doing a lot of um, <laughs> no, but like just looking at looking at um what I focused on. You know, my focus at the time was all about like, oh my god, how do I get more likes on Facebook? As an example, you know, how do you how do you take photos that generate a response like that? And I think that um, I was focusing very much on like, oh my god, I've got to be the best photographer that I can be in order to have a career in this or, or work in this space. And I think that you're right; you don't you you do want to be a really good photographer, obviously. Like at the end of the day, that's what the product is, but I think your what I spent a lot of time doing was getting caught up in the whole I need to for instance be a really you know get some amazing landscapes when in actual fact most of my work doesn't come from landscape photography in fact virtually none of my work comes from landscape photography so it's important I can do it it's important I can do it well but depending on what you're where you're heading with you know your photography or if you are turning it into a career or a business um sometimes it's not actually as relevant as what you think. And so I reckon that one of the biggest things uh, or or time wasters that you can do is actually to not have a long-term plan, which I never did. Um, and I think having a long-term plan doesn't mean it's not flexible, but if, if, you, if you don't have a long-term plan, what you tend to find is that you move with trends really quickly and moving with trends causes all sorts of problems because yeah, you don't specialize. You just become whatever this flavor of the month is. Everyone's yes. trying to take photos of this and trying to publish themselves in this. And then next month, you know, there's something else that's popular. So now you're doing something different. So you never get known for anything because you're always no. trying something new. Yeah. And you also get caught up in the whole, oh, I've got to keep up with the Joneses. You know, it's always becomes about getting more equipment or getting to better places or, yeah. you know, spending a lot of money investing in your own photos and then realizing down the track that actually that's not why people are there with you. You yeah. know, um, if I could say one thing that has been a, a real eye opener for me in photography, and it actually came from a compliment that I got recently from one of my corporate clients. Um, I haven't, I've worked with this person across multiple um, businesses over the last sort of six or seven years as they've shifted around. And, um, and they said to me, Oh, you know, have you, have you expanded your business? You know, have you got, have you got people working for you? I said, no, no. I said, is it just, it doesn't really work out that way in my world. Like one reason I think I get hired is because, you know, I can say yes to things and just make it happen. And she goes, yeah. So that's why I always hire you is because you just, it just, you're just good to work with. Right. You know, we have to spend a lot of time together when we're doing yeah. shoots and when we're doing projects, we spend a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time on emails, a lot of time face to face on projects shooting. And it's like, you've got to be a good person and yes. someone who's fun and doesn't get stressed out and doesn't, you know, make it difficult. I mean, at the end of the day, they don't want to be stuck with someone who's, you know, creating problems. You're meant to be there solving problems. Yeah. And so one of the mistakes I think I made at the beginning of my career, if you want to make call it a mistake, was just getting caught up a little bit too much in the final product as opposed to the reason why people are going to hire you. And yeah. I see this a lot with wedding photographers and family portrait photographers. You know, it's important you take a good shot, absolutely. But you know what? On your wedding day, if you're going to be spending the entire day with these people, you want to be a good person to hang out with. Yeah, you know? you them. yeah exactly. You, yeah. you could be the best photographer on the planet who produces like the most award-winning photos, but you've, you're a bit of an asshole yeah. bossing people around and just not yeah. being all that pleasant and creating problems on their wedding day. Like 
well, guys, you're over time, so we need to go and do this now because yeah, you're yeah. ruining it. It's like, hold on, no, piss off, mate. You're yeah. you're photographing their day. Work with it. Work with what you got. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that, you know, early on, um, not that I wasn't good to, to work with, but I can definitely see how much better I've become at, you know, just rolling with stuff and being like, cool, I'm taking the problem off your hands. Don't worry about it. It's done. It's sorted. As opposed to me calling out all the problems as though I needed to justify why it wasn't going to plan, you know? And I think that depending on where you're heading with your photography, that can be really, really important. Yep. Yep. I agree. Look, you do business with people that you, you want to do business with and that's because they're nice people. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they produce what you want and they're nice to deal with and you're exactly right. You know? So at the end of the day, um, I think just to sort of summarize the conversation, uh, most people probably overemphasize, uh, the need to improve their own photography skills when their skills they've got are enough. It's more the fact that they probably need to just be a nice person, know how to solve other people's problems, deliver a good quality product and, um, learn how to market themselves better in order to generate more business. I mean, and, and I think also to finding a mentor, I think that's the biggest struggle that um, we have when we're starting out is like, who do we turn to, to just be able to ask a few simple questions rather than going down this rabbit warren and end up as Kaylee's talking about wasting time or money on things that don't generate you any sort of income for you from your photography. And that can easily happen. And if you need that um, quick conversation, the number is 0490808. Should I finish it off, Tom? I can't believe you know my phone number. Tom's mentoring That's service. That's a bit. I am more than happy to mentor people. For those who are out there listening, though, all two of you out there, is is that if you need to ask a question of me, I, I love helping people out who are starting out because I know how difficult it is, and there's no sort of clear pathway for photographers. Generally speaking, just flick me an email, Tom, tom at tomput.com or hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it might be, and I would love to help out for sure because it is such a tricky path to navigate. It really is when you're starting out. It's like when people come to me and go, I love what you do. I want to be a landscape photographer and I want to shoot all these amazing places and I want to make money by selling my prints. How do you reckon I should go about it? And I'm like, oh, wow, that's like a massive question because how do you work backwards from where I'm at in order to then sell your own artwork? Especially these days. I think it's, you know, it's the, the path has changed. So like probably when you started out, it was a much, not a defined path, that's for sure, but there weren't as many options. Yep. And now it's like, actually, there's a million options because every tech platform's got a way for you to improve the way that you're doing it. And there's a different business model for everything. And it's like, yeah. it's really, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. but anyway, that's uh, Tom, you know what? We talked about photography stuff. <laughs> I hope we've added some value, Haley, and for anybody else listening there, if you've got any other um, things that have come up, for, if any issues have been raised during this conversation, feel free to send us an email, tom at tomput.com or info at Matt Crummins Photography. Subscribe to. Subscribe to subscribe um, the Matt podcast. Tom's Excellent Podcast. We have a Facebook group page going there. And um, yeah, hit us up and we'd love to be able to help out. But thanks for listening. Great to catch up with you, Matt. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Bye.